Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Musk is expected to make deep job cuts today, this Friday at Twitter. Why a 911 call about stabbings at an area school results in a teacher being taken into custody. I'm Mike Marilla. What parents wrote to the Virginia Education Tip Line and why it's been shut down. I'm Neil Augenstein. It's 4 o'clock. CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Dell Small Business. I'm Tom Foti in Washington. Changes are coming fast and furious at Twitter a week after its takeover by Elon Musk, supposedly the richest man on earth. He paid a lot, $44 billion, and is looking to cut a lot. A company memo tells employees to expect firings later this morning, likely many of them across the board. Ian Shore covers the tech industry in Silicon Valley for CNET. The moderation teams, as it was before Elon Musk showed up, struggled to stay on top of stuff like mass harassment campaigns. And now the very idea that those teams could get smaller suggests that these issues could get much larger. After days of North Korean missile launches and extended U.S. South Korean air and ground drills, the Korean skies were reported full of military jets a short time ago. Dozens, maybe hundreds of them. South Korea reported spotting 180 North Korean warplanes, and so it says it scrambled 80 of its own, including advanced F-35 fighter jets. Sports now, the Astros are up, the Phillies are down after Five games played in the World Series. Bouncing ball is short. Ping is there. Stretch into the That call on Fox Sports, the score Astros 3, Phillies 2. The Brooklyn Nets have suspended hoop star Kyrie Irving. It is for five games without pay as he refuses to apologize for tweeting out a link to an anti-Semitic film, WCBS-TV's Otis Livingston. The Nets feel they gave Kyrie Irving several chances this week to fully apologize for his Twitter post with a link to a film with anti-Semitic themes. The embattled star went as far as taking responsibility in a media session, but it clearly wasn't enough for the Brooklyn Nets. And there's increased security this morning around synagogues in New Jersey and in New York, too, after an FBI warning of a credible threat to them in New Jersey. In Moscow, U.S. Embassy officials have seen the jailed WNBA star Brittany Griner. They continue to press for her release and for the release of another American businessman, Paul Whelan. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre says officials have been told Griner is doing as well as can be expected under the circumstances and that the U.S. has made what she termed a significant offer to resolve both detentions. CBS's Linda Kenyon. On the Health Watch, a widely prescribed antibiotic turns out is in short supply as hospitals deal with surging RSV infection cases. That is amoxicillin. CBS News reached out to the two largest U.S. pharmacy chains. CVS stated, we are working with manufacturers to replenish supply as quickly as possible. And Walgreens said it is still able to meet patients' needs at this time. Correspondent Roxana Saberi. Asian and Pacific markets closed mixed. U.S. market futures are higher Dow futures now up 32 points. This is CBS News. Dell Technologies Early Black Friday starts now with 48% off business PCs powered by 12th Gen Intel Core processors. Call 877-ASK-DELL. Do you know what people see when they Google you? Search engines don't always get it right. And when they're wrong, it's your reputation on the line. So what do you do when you don't agree with your search results? Call Reputation Defender at 800-401-6681. Reputation Defender by Norton is one of the most trusted names in online reputation repair. We have over a decade of experience in fixing people's search results, and we can help you, too. Using cutting-edge approaches, Reputation Defender pushes unflattering information down to lower pages of your search results, where few people ever look. 
We also promote the good stuff so that it rises to the top. Let Lorraine knew she wanted to adopt a teenager from foster care. I love teenagers. I think it adds an element of fun because you can really do activities as a family that everybody loves. The Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption believes you're never too old for family. More than 20,000 children in the U.S. are at risk of aging out of foster care without a family. Learn how you can help at DaveThomasFoundation.org. WCGOP at 404. Good Friday morning, November 4th, 2022. We're looking at a partly sunny, pleasant Friday today. Highs in the upper 60s to low 70s. 47 you're waking up to in our nation's capital now. Good morning to you. Indeed, Lane, with you indeed. Thank you for taking us along for your early 4 a.m. ride. Topping the local stories we're looking at for you this morning. It is big time developments this morning, once again this week. In the quest to buy the Washington Commanders, Amazon founder and Washington Post owner Jeff Bezos appears to be very interested, we hear, in acquiring the franchise, and he may be working with Jay Z. Multiple news outlets are reporting the Amazon founder and music mogul might team up or launch separate bids. This conversation begun, has begun now that current owners Dan and Tanya Snyder announced officially this week that they'd hired Bank of America to handle any potential sale of the franchise. Daniel Kaplan, senior NFL writer for The Athletic, joined WTOP to discuss the factors that would determine who the new owner is in the end. They want to make sure the owner has enough money to build a new stadium, fund new facilities, pay his salaries. So... Obviously, diversity is a big issue for the NFL. They would love to have a general partner who's a minority, but absent that, they'd like to see diversity in the ownership group. It is not clear this morning whether Amazon's deal to carry Thursday night football would be a conflict here. Earlier, Bloomberg had reported this week that media tycoon Byron Allen had also expressed interest in the team. He was trying to buy the Denver Broncos earlier this year. If Allen or Jay-Z were to lead a successful bid, they'd be the first ever black majority owner in the NFL. Meantime, the with D.C.'s RFK Stadium slated to be torn down altogether, fans have a chance to take a piece of it, the piece of history, home with them. RFK Stadium has a lot of good football memories. You know, it's a place where you might have celebrated with family members, your father, your kids, your brothers. And now Ralph Morton with Events DC says you can buy a seat from the lower deck of RFK. Those seats are on sale now. They run between $350 and $500. The seats look a lot like they did the last time many people were in that stadium. I mean, they were built to last. I mean, there are some older seats. Anyone who buys a seat can pick it up next month from the stadium, which is on track to be demolished by the end of next year. We look forward to this being a long celebration. John Dome in WTOP News. WTOP at 406. In other news, new on WTOP this Friday morning, police are still trying to make sense of a situation that unfolded on Thursday afternoon involving some elementary school kids and their teacher in Frederick County, Maryland. Let's get the story now from WTOP's Mike Marillo on exactly what happened. It was from a cafe near Monrovia's Green Valley Elementary School that a call came in to 911 about multiple stabbings at the school. While we were responding, we made contact with the school and asked them if they had any stabbings going on. They told us no, but they were missing a teacher and 27 students. Todd Weivel with the Frederick County Sheriff's Office. He says it's unclear why the teacher took the kids through the woods to the cafe while having them discard any bright colored clothing. Then the teacher got there to the bus cafe with the children 
she asked the owners to call 911. Weibel says the teacher was taken into custody, but was clear to say that doesn't mean she's being charged with anything. The students were all unharmed and bussed back to the school to be reunited with their parents. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Again, no students were harmed. We'll be checking for updates on this story. Stay with WTOP and WTOP.com for those updates. Who's leading in the November midterms, red or blue? Depend on WTOP for the latest on all the key races, the candidates, and the issues. Left or right, you'll be in the middle of it. WTOP News, Washington's election station. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Friday morning, November 4th, 2022. Welcome to WTOP. Glad you're with us at 408 in the morning. Or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. I think it weather all the eights and when it breaks. Good morning to Rich Hunter with us this morning in the WTOP Traffic Center. All right. Uh, now on the inner loop of the Beltway, very slow into the works, and that begins just after Gallows Road and extends all the way through 66. Doesn't look like they are. Uh, they have traffic stopped in the works, but difficult to tell given uh, the limited view we have of the works, but it is slow going up that way. So if you're going to commit to the inner loop, give yourself extra time or use the express lanes. They are open and free and clear so far getting past the work. Now, on the outer loop of the belly, the former champ of delays is in the process of clearing. And they've almost got the work back to the American Legion Bridge. So between River Road and the American Legion Bridge, you're still getting by the work some by staying to the far left. Uh, you may have as many as two left lanes getting by now. But again, just be aware they are slowly clearing that work, so that's good news. Uh, no early problems along 270 south from Frederick down to the Beltway, both I-95 and the Baltimore-Washington Parkway free and clear. Parkway was also moving well inside the Beltway, headed down toward the district. In the district, DC 295 South, headed south to Pennsylvania Avenue toward the inbound 11th Street Bridge. Stay left past the works and with some delays building there as well. Visit Fitzmall.com to find a safe used car. Fitzgerald has hundreds of cars, trucks, and SUVs next to a new car. A Fitzway used car is best. Visit Fitzmall.com today. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. It is a Friday, and the weather forecast is coming up nothing but roses today, partly to mostly sunny and warm. 74 degrees. Hard to believe it is November, and even warmer weather is coming our way for the weekend, partly to mostly cloudy on Saturday, mostly cloudy with a small rain chance on Sunday, but high temperatures easily reaching the mid-70s, and sunshine and perhaps 80 degrees on Monday. I'm Storm Team 4, meteorologist Chuck Bell for WTOP. 47 degrees at Fort Belvoir. You're raking up to 54 in Foggy Bottom and Silver Spring. And right now we're looking at 50 degrees straight up this 4 a.m. hour, Friday morning, November 4th in our nation's capital. This check brought to you for the 4 a.m. hour here on WTOP by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. The Invasion of Ukraine. Live updates 24-7, 365. Washington's top news, 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. The latest in the Brittany Griner case. Coming up on WTOP this morning, where the time now is 4-11. <laughs> In Virginia, parents and students alike were encouraged to email a new tip line where they email or call. They could report divisive topics amongst the staff and teachers and students. It was one of Governor Glenn Youngkin's earliest projects, you may remember. But now we're told it's all kaput. Some parents complained their kids were just assigned busy work during COVID. Another objected to teacher pay raises after a year of remote learning. 
One parent said it took remote learning to discover a school board's, quote, secret leftist politically motivated agenda and critical race theory brainwashing. But others used the tip line to compliment teachers and express appreciation. Now Yunkin's spokesperson says the tip line was deactivated in September because it wasn't receiving many emails at the time. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. Traffic in the D.C. region is constantly changing. If you spot a major incident that we're not already reporting, call the WTOP Traffic Center at 866-304-WTOP. That's 866-304-WTOP. WNBA star Brittany Griner got a visit this week from U.S. diplomats in Russia. She was arrested, you'll remember, eight months ago and is now facing nine-year prison sentence in Russia. This morning, WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green on why this visit matters so very much. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre made the announcement aboard Air Force One. U.S. Embassy officials in Moscow were able to visit Brittany Griner today. We are told she is doing as well as can be expected under the circumstances. Jean-Pierre said despite a lack of good faith negotiation by the Russians, the U.S. government has continued to follow up on an offer to swap her and Paul Whelan for Russians that are in prison in the United States. Greiner has had several appeals before Russian courts. They've all been rejected. It's not clear where this will go next, but she is serving a nine-year prison sentence. And essentially, these visits are very important for her, especially this one, the first one, since she's been essentially sent off to some prison colony. J.J., you have been in touch with Paul Whelan's family. Of course, he's the other American in a Russian prison taken back in 2018. You've been in touch with him often. Can you explain the significance of all these meetings? Well, if you put yourself in their position, you're at least 5,000 miles away from home. For him, it's more. And for Brittany Griner, who's beyond Washington, it's more. But basically, the ability to see a friendly face, a face that represents this government. And this is something diplomats have told me. Seeing that presence, having the ability to engage with those people and having them tell you it's going to be all right goes a long way psychologically. That's something that's really important for Americans who are imprisoned, especially when they're imprisoned unfairly away from home and in Russia, a country like it is. It means a heck of a lot to that person, and it also means a lot to that person's family. Now, the thing here is what happens next. Will she be able to see them often? Will she be able to see them even any more, because one of the things that's happened with Whelan's family is that he's often not been able to see these diplomats, so we'll have to wait and see how this works out. WT will be National Security Correspondent J.J. Green in a conversation with Hillary and Sean. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Says one person. Capital Bringing you the news that shapes our region. Listen to WTOP on air, on the WTOP app, and on Alexa. Washington's top news, constantly updated, 24-7, 365. It's a beautiful morning. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. WTOP Sports Time, now 4.15. We check in this early morning with Mr. Rob Woodwork to see what's going on. 
The Capitals are losers of three in a row and four of their last five. After a 3-1 loss in Detroit, Peter Laviolette's team went 0-4 on the power play. Well, we got to finish. You know, like uh, uh, we had chances. We kept pressing through the entire night. I thought we had looks. I thought we had opportunities. And we got to find that next one, especially in the third period in a 1-1 game. We got to find a way to, to get it into the net. The one goal was Alex Ovechkin, 786th to tie the record for career goals with one franchise in the city where Gordie Howe sets that record. Houston won a World Series Game 5 nail-biter 3-2 to take a 3-2 series lead over the Phillies. The Astros' Jeremy Pena had two RBI, including the first World Series home run by a rookie shortstop, telling Fox. I mean, rookie or not rookie, it doesn't matter in the World Series. You know, you just go out and play and then, you know, let the best man win. Philly fans can take heart in their Eagles, flying to an 8-0 start for the first time in franchise history after beating the one-win Texans 29-17. The Washington Commanders host the 6-1 Minnesota Vikings in a game that's being billed as Kirk Cousins returned to FedEx Field, but Ron Rivera points out that's a storyline about four years too late. I think there's only three guys I've read somewhere that have any knowledge of it. So for the rest of us, it's interesting. And, and I think that's that's the thing that's you know keeping us focused on, on Minnesota, the team. It, it's a good chance for us to see where we are. It really is. And this is what you want to measure yourself against. But are the Vikings really as good as their record indicates? We touched on that in this week's D.C. Sports Huddle. In addition to breaking down the ownership situation, it's on WTOP.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. Thanks, Rob. As always, 417, Friday morning, November 4th, 2022. Welcome into WTOP. Among the top stories we're following for you as we head into this Friday together here at WTOP. His company already broadcast NFL games every week. As you heard in sports, he might be in line now to own an NFL franchise. Multiple news outlets reporting this morning that Amazon's Jeff Bezos is apparently interested in buying the Washington Commanders. The reports say entertainment mogul Jay-Z is also interested. Not sure whether they would do it together or offer separate bids. And Bloomberg, of course, reports media tycoon Byron Allen reporting this earlier in the week is also in the running, but he tried to buy the Broncos earlier this year. Paul Pelosi is out of the hospital this morning. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says her husband is at home and continuing a long recovery process after he was brutally attacked a week ago today in their San Francisco, California home. And breaking late last night into the early morning, mass layoffs officially will begin at Twitter today, we're told, this Friday, a week after billionaire Elon Musk actually officially took ownership of the social media company. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. Friday morning, November 4th at 418. Traffic and weather on the 8s, and when it breaks, good morning first to Rich Hunter at the WTOP Traffic Center. Hi, good morning, Dean. Right now, traveling eastbound 66 between 29 and Centerville on the Fairfax County Parkway. Stay left past the work again. The ramp to go north on 28 at last check, still blocked by the work zone. The ramp to go south on the Fairfax County Parkway is also closed. The ramp to go north on the Fairfax County Parkway is open. The eastbound ramps to both 50 east and west closed by the work. And then as you head toward the Beltway, stay left past the work zone. Uh, one of our listeners gave us an update. The ramp uh, to go uh, to the inner loop of the Beltway from eastbound 66 is closed. The left exit that takes you to the inner loop ex- and outer loop express lanes, that ramp is open. Now, on the inner loop of the Beltway, it is slow. Uh, the length of the works, and it begins just after Gallows Road and extends up towards 66. Single left lane gets you by there. So, again, be aware it is very slow there as a result of that work. Now, on the outer loop, they are just about done picking up the work between uh, that had been between River Road and uh, Georgetown Pike. So, again, they're back on the Maryland side of the shoreline of the Legion Bridge. So, 
a little bit longer, maybe another half mile, they'll have everything picked up and cleared. But again, watch out for a brief slowdown as you approach the beginning of what's left of that work zone. Once you clear it, nothing else in your way headed toward Tyson's. They do have the uh, right lane of the ramp to go west on 66 block, but you do get by on the left side, so good news there. If you're traveling on 395 northbound and working up near Washington Boulevard, we were down to a single left lane through the construction. Rich Hunter, WTOB Traffic. Mild weather to begin the month of November. So far, all three days this month have been in the 70s at National Airport. And I think the next four are going to be in the 70s as well, starting with today. Mostly sunny and 74 on your Friday afternoon. Not a whole lot of weekend sunshine, but definitely mild. Mid to upper 70s tomorrow. Mid 70s at the very least on your Sunday. Sunday does come with a small chance for some light rain, especially west of the Blue Ridge. And then perhaps a record high near 80 on Monday. I'm Storm Team 4, meteorologist Chuck Bell for WTOP. Right now it's 54 in Annapolis, 47 in Bowie, 45 in Leesburg, 50 straight up in our nation's capital, 4 a.m. on our Friday morning, November 4th. Glad you're with us this early morning. This check brought to you by New Look Home Design. The roofing experts call 1-800-279-5300. That's 1-800-279-5300. NewLookHomeDesign.com. Check them out. Shifting gears, checking stuff for you to watch this weekend. Coming right up on WTOP this morning. This is WTOP News. We're coming this morning that the parents of Gabby Petito have filed a lawsuit now against a Utah police department over their daughter's death last year. The Petito family filed the lawsuit claiming the Moab City PD's failures and negligence led to 22-year-old Gabby Petito being killed last year at the hands of her fiancé, Brian Laundrie. They're suing the department as a whole, including the two officers who responded to a 911 call made when someone said they saw saw laundry hit Petito. Attorney Brian Stewart says one of those officers ignored evidence that Petito was the victim. We believe that Gabby would be alive today if he had done his job to enforce the laws written and protected Gabby that day. Petito's family is seeking $50 million in damages. Matt Piper, CBS News. WTOP News Time now 421. Grab the old popcorn. You know, we're going to the movies. New on the big screen this weekend, Armageddon Time, about a child coming of age in 1980s New York. Now, in this particular scene you're about to hear, the kid's dad is banging pots and pans to wake him up. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Rise and shine and don't be a lug nut, nut. Wake up. This morning, film critic Christian Soto says he was reminded here a little of his own childhood in New York. The setup is intriguing as someone who's roughly that age around the 80s. I guess there's a little bit of a personal connection here, but it is the story of a young man who is trying to make his way in New York City. He's in a school where there's some conflicts going on, and he befriends a young black student, and they have a really kind of sweet bond, but the black student is from a different neighborhood. He's being raised by his grandmother, and some of the school players, teachers, people like that have some suspicions about this young man and he's a little bit of a troublemaker but certainly not a hardcore problem at all but that creates the friction here but there's lots of backstory too about class about privilege about this little boy's jewish background his heritage and of course there's anthony hopkins as his grandfather who's just a as always a a wonderful performance and a very sweet and the kind of character that really kind of builds character along the way if you can understand how that works the story itself feels a little weak at times and that's frustrating it almost 
almost feels like the two boys and their bond is a wonderful backstory, but it's kind of pushed front and center. I don't think the film really benefits from that. I think it should have had more heft to it. But I think a lot of the nuances here, and as someone who grew up in New York around that era, there's a lot of smaller details the film gets exactly right. Even the little tiny cultural references they kind of nail. So it's a solid film. It's a good film. I know it's one of those Oscar bait entrees. I don't think it's quite there at all, but it's a fine film to watch. And I think if you have some sort of memories of your childhood where there was conflicts along the way and maybe some friendships that went south, I think you'll appreciate it all the more. So we had uh, Brendan Gleeson recently hosting SNL and Colin Farrell was there for some skits too. And that was no accident. Those two men and several other talented actors are in a new movie called The Banshees of Inisherin. What is this about and how did you like it? The story sounds so simple so spare, but it's wonderful, it's complex, and it really reveals itself as the movie goes along. It's about these two friends. They're living on an island off the coast of Ireland, and they get together, they have a, a pint of beer on occasion. That's their friendship. And then one day, Brendan Leeson's character says, no, I've had enough of this friendship. I Leave me alone. I just want to be by myself. It's not what I want anymore. And that little fissure creates a lot of drama, a lot of controversy, and a lot of humor, too. This is bleak and dark, but very funny at times. And it's all about how Farrell's character reacts to losing this beloved friend and what will he do. And turns out Gleeson's character is very serious about keeping this friendship dead and buried and he's going to some extreme measures to keep it that way it's a wonderful film Gleason is one of our most underrated performers but I maybe put that in, in Farrell's camp as well he's terrific here and I think this is the movie that the kind of movie you think about you hear about you don't expect much from it and you're just overwhelmed by all the sensations the humanity the sweetness the feeling the laughter the darkness it's one of my favorite films of the year and I think people are going to enjoy it an awful lot it's tough to watch this weekend Kirsten Toto of HollywoodandToto.com on Skype with our Dimitri Sotis you are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com WTOP at 425 Money news each half hour at 25 and 55. A preview of your business day now. This Friday morning on WTOP. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Today is Jobs Day on Wall Street as the government issues its monthly snapshot of the labor market about an hour before the start of trading. Analysts expect the October report to show a modest pullback in job creation, 195,000 versus 260,000 in September. The unemployment rate is expected to tick higher to 3.6%. The brand exodus from Twitter continues with General Mills, Mondelez, Pfizer and Audi joining the list of companies pausing their advertising. Advertisers are waiting for the dust to settle following Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter one week ago. Rising prices aren't stopping us from ordering takeout. DoorDash is reporting stronger than expected third quarter sales as the number of orders and the value of those orders both increased. Travel, on the other hand, is feeling the squeeze. Expedia says bookings in the third quarter missed estimates. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. Heating your home this winter is probably going to cost a lot more than last winter. And one of the first places heat escapes from is your roof. Hi, it's Chris Core. Call Roofmaster so they can make sure your roof is up to protecting your home from the cold. If there are cracks or holes where your roofing material has been worn away, warm air can seep out. Roofmasters will check.